Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How you doing this week? I am doing pretty good. Um, yeah, life is, it's not snowy up here in Canada and it's February and it's a little bit tripping me out. It's, uh, we're supposed to have like, you know, two feet of snow and be buried and that sort of thing right now. Nice. Yeah. We had some reasonably warm weather and like in the 60 degrees Fahrenheit and, uh, except it, it's rainy today. So it's still temperature's not bad, but it's, it's a little rainy today. I got back from lunch with a friend and I wore the wrong shoes. I wore like some running shoes and now my socks are a little damp. So, but you know, <laughs> the podcast must go on even with wet socks. Well, good job. Uh, you know, showing up with wet socks and all. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Mature. <girl. laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. How are things with you? Um, aside from the wet socks, not bad. Um, have, uh, been having a pretty good week of some good deep focused work on, you know, strategy and nerdy stuff like that. Um, but yeah, overall, overall good. Um, yeah, can't, can't really complain too much. Got that, got, got my health, got my handball back in play, actually missed Tuesday cause my usual handball partner got sick and couldn't make it. But then my, uh, my wife, uh, said yesterday on our, on our date walk, she's like, why don't you play tomorrow? Which is today, Thursday. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. So I was able to schedule a game today. So, um, it'll be a, a very, a very nice fulfilling day. A lot of strategy work in the morning. I saw a friend for lunch. I got this podcast and I'll get to play handball in the afternoon. So wow. not a bad life if that could be every day. So. No kidding. You're having a good one. Yeah. That's great. So what you want to, uh, what'd you want to get into today? So, yeah, I have a, a business idea up your alley. It may be one we've talked about before, but who knows? Um, it goes back to the, I think even the pre-product sonar days, uh, days when we were talking about different ideas in the like screen scraping and imaging of websites. And, and I think you were exploring product marketers, uh, mm, and, and, yep. and what jobs to be done were there were for product marketers. So mm-hmm. it's sort of in that space. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to hear. <laughs> so super exciting. So as you, as you've known, uh, I kind of did a bit of work in positioning. I'm working on our homepage. I, not sure if I mentioned to you, but I, took a course on some like homepage redesign and more from a like copy perspective, right? So mm-hmm. like uh, headlines and hero images and how to site structure stuff for conversion for B2B SaaS. So uh, really good course. And as I've been, and that was a couple months ago, and as I like to nerd out and get every dollar's worth, I have watched it a couple times. I've gone through multiple iterations of little changes. So, but one of the more challenging things is, is all these things on the website. And I'm viewing very much our website as being this core middle piece that like any good asset, Mm -hmm. you you know, I love assets, um, can be reused and reused as a way of like, when I am, let's say working with a marketer that wants to help make us a new demo video. And I can Mm -hmm. basically be like, Hey, that copy on the website and these three pages, like 
I've been over those in very granular detail. The terms I'm using are very specific. The copywriting lines, the benefits, these are the high benefits. Mm -hmm. Essentially, this is the outline. These are the words you should be using, right? And I got to thinking about that as I'm making all those changes now. It's fresh. It's like if I made them a week ago, it is very much in alignment with how I see the world right now. Mm -hmm. And it took a lot of thought to get there. But that drifts over time. Yeah. Right. And, or I'm also looking and canvassing other people's websites to kind of get a general idea, get inspiration for, I wouldn't even say competitors, but even, oh, this, this type of SaaS has a similar type of sale. They are also trying to, you know, optimize for a asset a customer has. Ours, for example, is, you know, their customers for the customer Mm -hmm. referrals. But like I was looking at Mutiny's website, it was, they're super interesting because they're trying to, Optimize for conversions just based off of like personalization on the website, sort of like a right message if you see Mm -hmm. software like that. So my long-winded way of explaining, like what's an easy way to see those? Like, uh, like see the hierarchy, see the page structure, like basically the page map of like, I want, essentially I want like, Here's the pages. Here's how they interlink together. Like mm-hmm. given the basic homepage sitemap, yep. what are the H1s? What are the H2s in a hierarchy? Mm-hmm. Like, I think this would all be very easy to do from a programmatic, like site scanning perspective. But like, yeah. I, this is why I said, I feel like we've knocked on this a little bit before, but not for this specific use case, if that makes yeah. sense. So maybe if I try to understand your use case there, you're, you're saying that you're on your own site or on someone else's site, you want to understand the page structure. So like what's the flow that someone might take to get to a particular page. And then also what are the keywords um, or the titles that seem to line up with that traversal? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And how do they interlink together? What links to where sort of just as I'm creating these journeys, right. And Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, I created this page. Now I want to be like, Oh, I'm using this one as a reference to go, oh yeah, this is how I link those together. This makes sense to go for a user to go from, you know, the home page to this integration page. But this integration page should also go to here. So it also could help me identify gaps in addition right. to rescan and tell me like, you know, oh, this these are the patterns you do, because it's a tangled web in there, right? And sure, yeah. No easy way to see it. Right. And I guess like to make it more useful, like I'm just thinking of if you were to find all the links on every page, that wouldn't be overly useful because the links on every page will be the menu bar, which Mm -hmm. means that you can always go to home. But like people probably don't traverse that way very much, Um, whereas they probably are going to click on the the main content buttons or like a button that's like partway down the page or something like that. Right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But I, I also wonder if like you would want to know more. Like you would almost want to know like what would be the, the most likely path versus the secondary or the, the tertiary paths. Um, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think you're getting into layers. You, that, that could be a second order thing. Like it could mm-hmm. be, I'm sure things like hot jar and all these things have like heat maps and where do people go and where is the most likely route or where are you banking on the route is going to be. And does that really happen? You mm-hmm. could definitely get into a rabbit hole of that. So I was just trying <laughs> to stay at least surface level of yeah. what if I could run a scan and it could show me like a diff over time 
You know, it's like, oh, mm. I changed this. Oh, yeah, you say the same copy line here, here, and here, and like, you probably should update it over here, here, here as well because it's very repetitive. Right. Uh, I might forget to update a page or a certain integration page may I may have forgotten because it was using a different template and now it's easy to see. So it's the needs are probably from a QA perspective a bit in addition mm. to just like also, like I said, uh, hey, I'm having someone make a video. How can they just grab all of those types of things? Um, so th- those would probably be the key things is like just getting that content and seeing mm. how it links over time and in, in a sort of visualization that ideally just helps me find the gaps and also shows me my changes over time. Like, let alone what happens in real life. Like that's, yeah, like yeah. I said, I think that's a different layer. Yeah. Um, and it could also be interesting to see, I mean, Someone from a competitive else's. intelligence, like some other site mm-hmm. or just even, Hey, I'm looking for inspiration. Like you see these, uh, swipe files of landing pages. And it's like, that's interesting, but I want to see a swipe file of like routes and navigation and how people do it. And it's like, yes, their menus, most menus have this. So it's like, how can I put that into a format that is very easy to consume in a consistent manner? So I can rapidly go through this and look for patterns. Yeah. So I've kind of seen two separate products that together would do that. So (laughs) there's one product that I I forget what it's called, but it basically you punch in the, um, I think you punch in the search term of like the Google page that you want to search for, and it will give you all of the, um, the, the, the first page of results and the H ones and H twos for those landing pages. And I think Mm -hmm. you can add, you know, like, traversals like if you want to go farther like what are the branches from there that'd be kind of a similar idea except for this would be like on a per site basis i've also seen one with the um the content side where Mm -hmm. basically it scans your entire site for content in your titles and then uh looks for looks for similarities and then kind of groups them together so that when you want to make a change um, it will change all of those places for you. I believe it's like a, it's it kind of works like internationalization where hmm. you just kind of plug in their snippet into your site, I guess. And then um, you're able to control all of your content from one place kind of idea. And the idea is that, you know, if you have one phrase that describes your product as, you know, robust and you have specific wording around that, then you can update that once and it will kind of push it everywhere, I guess. Hmm. That's interesting. That sounds scary. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds very scary. um, Yeah. Like I, I, you know, we use Elementor on WordPress and, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the things I probably rely more on the CMS to do, or for me to say like, this is a repeatable block that I use in five places, which is fine. Like, Hey, here's, here's logos and trust symbols and some testimonials. And I probably do want to show this, them on multiple pages, but I don't have 50 variants of them, but when mm-hmm. I do swap out a testimonial, I don't want to go to 50 pages to do it either. So, um, but a lot of that I think is for me is at least built into the CMS. I'd probably be very leery of dropping another third party in the middle. Then, mm-hmm. you know, another point of failure. <laughs> so I guess what's really neat about this is that there, the, um, the building of it doesn't seem very complicated. Um, it seems like that the distribution would be the hard part to solve in this idea. Um, and so I wonder about the, the level of pain 
and if there actually is um you know existing solutions or workarounds that people are using um that would you know kind of alleviate this pain for them yeah no i think you're right it's it's definitely something that i would like to it would be otherwise require a lot of manual effort to do and also um yeah is it is it worth you know how much is this pain worth to another person like Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm a special breed where like something like this, I get a little more uh, like want more data and to be, you know, more uh, just specific about it. Um, whereas someone else will be like, oh, hey, here's a competitor. Hey, VA, can you go and just give me these types of things? Or uh, like you said, just uh, glue together some desperate tools that can kind of do a good enough job. Like, okay, it's not going to show me the things, but I'm going to, I'm going to map these individually. Like I have a Chrome yeah, plugin make- that I think can easily show me all the H1s and the titles and read that. And I found some of those that are nice for just like looking at a a page I like and just seeing how the headlines and the titles and that stuff like work together. Yeah. Is that is that like maybe something that Ahrefs would give you? Like I feel like that's kind of an Ahrefs corner of, of the universe. Uh possibly you know maybe they i don't i don't know if they get into like specific on-page optimizations because i think that's probably more what you're talking about right it's like hey i want to scan my my thing but if it is it's if anything it's in the in the respect of how do i change this to tune it towards like from an seo perspective so i think it Mm -hmm. probably could output the same thing but its intent is different right sure yeah um and it's more of like a an aid for a copywriter writing the tools. It's more of like a, you know, potentially mm-hmm. a CRO or a, as we get into product marketing, competitive intelligence standpoint, which product marketers, I think, often end up like helping a lot with the like homepage copy and like, oh, should yeah, there be a yeah. feature page and all of that type of stuff. So if anything, it probably is targeting that type of person, but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like a SaaS either. You know, it's like, I run these scans and maybe it's like a tool that I just pay credits for. And it's like essentially mm-hmm. like a mechanical jerk. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I just like, I pay $10 per, you know, bucket of five scans. And it's just like, I can run them or if I want to run them automatically, I'm paying a certain amount, but I'm probably not running them that often. Right. Like yeah. I know when I'm making batches of major website changes and I might run yeah. it just for my own posterity, like while I'm in it, but, then again, maybe six months later. Well, yeah, and especially the low dollar value, like you, you already, already kind of hinted at, you know, $10 to do five scans. It's $2 a scan. Like that's pretty low. That's pretty low uh, income for whoever were to run that SaaS. <laughs> I think that would be... But, uh, like you said, the lift is probably pretty low to like build it. Like it's probably mm-hmm. very much like a... And maybe it's, it's better, you know, honestly, maybe it's better sold off as a, like a like an extension, right? Cause this is maybe that's where people are looking for this. And is this more of like a little tool that's a, um, mm-hmm. like a Chrome maybe extension. Like, yeah. Or like you've seen those, some of those old school SEO tools will be like, we only traverse this far or you only get this many scans. And then it's like, yeah, you can use the thing and you're individually doing them with, with the browser extension. But if you yeah. want, it has to run it on the back end and do it on a regular basis, like yeah, you pay to subscription. So that, that could be the distribution side. That could be, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Or even like you make them that they have to visit the site or something like that to make the Chrome extension work properly. 
Ooh, now you're getting hacky. <laughs> <laughs> like visit their site and like query for well, that's, it. And... <laughs> that's basically the hard part, right? Is that you have to, you need an actual browser to look at the site because of all mm-hmm. the JavaScript and stuff. And so that right. would be the expense on the, like the background process. Um, and for that, like to be able to support that system, you right away need like, you need at least a couple hundred bucks a month coming in for revenue to even break even. So, um, yeah, that makes it a little bit trickier. And so if you could use the browser extension, then you could use the user's browser, which would make life better. Well, yeah. And that's what I was saying is maybe that's just the prototype. So it's like, Hey, can it traverse these things? And it just literally like traverses and does all the things like, you know, what's that? I think there's a SEO one, like screaming frog, right. You know, mm-hmm. that, like that just basically just a background process that goes and does all these like yeah. lightweight scanning things. Yeah. Like MVP, you could just run it through screaming frog or scraping B or whatever. As long as they don't have bot detection on the site, you'd be good. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's, maybe some of those tools have those, like, cause what I'm also interested is the general visual visualization of how these are connected. Uh, like what, mm. you know, what how kind? does it do my, am I, am I linking the, how it works page to the feature page and whatnot and all those things. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably over engineering it because the reality is like the best of these pages are probably only like 10 actual pages and should you be able to manage them all yourself probably (laughs) yeah i think i think most people probably just you know belt down and go figure it out themselves like you know basically do the grunt work of looking through each of the pages of their competitor or their own yeah you're probably right because not all of them are going to be like "Ooh, if only there was a tool that could do this and i could build that tool in which hand (laughs) i'd be like nope instead of building it i'm going to talk to nate on the podcast about it Uh, and that's how we got here (laughs) and that's how we got here and we love every minute of it (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, cool yeah so what's going on in your world well uh this week has been a consulting catch-up week um just been belting down on consulting projects um haven't had a whole lot of time for um my testing uh side project that i've been working on um kind of started like a whole new data model with that, uh, basically a way of understanding, uh, the data that's backing the pages. And, uh, from what I can tell so far, it looks like that that data model should be enough to get me through to, to my MVP. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's just going to need some more working on it. I think probably another two days or so on that data model, I should be good. Uh, if I can find the time to devote to that. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited about that. I just, uh, it's just hard when you have too many things going on and you're like, Oh, I want to be working on that thing, but like, I can't. Yeah. Cool. Did you ever reach out to that or get connected with the person I introduced you to? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It took a bit of following up, but, uh, we got a date booked and, uh, I look forward to chatting with that guy. Um, I kind of like once you suggested that because I was like, oh, you know, Josh always thinks of these things for a reason. I was like, oh, I should go see if there's more people I could think of that, you know, I could talk to. And uh, so I kind of poked around a bit. And uh, actually a good friend of mine that lives here locally is um, he's a career tester and uh, he just moved into a development job. So he kind of understands both sides of the coin. And uh, so I talked to him a bit about it and he kind of like honed my idea a little bit. And like, was like, yeah, this here, this is what you can sell. 
and mm-hmm. uh, so I was uh, that was really encouraging, and I was really excited about that. So good times. Yeah, I think last last we talked, I was kind of like, you're like, yeah, I'm just kind of working on this, maybe till June. I'm just, I was kind of like, I don't, I know we're past the stage of like testing it. I know you want to do this, but like, yeah, how else can you just get it outside of your own head and not not drill too far down a tunnel that. But yeah. yeah, I'm glad that sparked as well. So that wasn't my intention. It was just, ooh, at <laughs> least talk to this person. Maybe they can help. So I'm glad you ran with it. Yeah. No, I'm always up for suggestions, especially uh, especially from you because you kind of know where things <laughs> are at. And I really appreciate that. How uh, how are things going on with you? What's uh, what's going on besides handball and wet socks? Uh, so I think I, t- I don't know if I told you, but we, um, you know, a lot of our growth has been through SEO. Um, mm. And one of our, our, our basically our content manager uh, who was leading that group, like left in, I think, November. Um, hey, Kat, if you're listening. But um, <laughs> she's great and we loved her and she was awesome. And she just, you know, moved on for other career purposes. Nothing, nothing bad. She actually does still do some work for us uh, on the side, mm. just like, like yep. these website changes I'm making, she also has a design background. So she helps me with images and layouts and some other things that just help me move faster, which is great. Um, but I didn't, I didn't find her replacement right away. And we've been kind of like thinking about uh, what to do next from a like marketing standpoint in terms of, should we hire another content marketer? By the way, we still have other content marketers on the team. They just mm. don't have a manager at this point. Yeah. We don't know what we were going to do from a, I'm so, I'm slowing my role. Like I'm not, I'm looking for a, a leader on the marketing team to kind of head up some of those things. Um, and, but I've been doing what you're doing. It's funny. Uh, it's like, I've started a tour of talking to, I actually have it on my Asana board, which is like meet a marketer per week. <laughs> and so it's just helping me because I'm, it's kind of a forcing function, right? Of like, I have questions, I have thoughts, I'm reading articles, I'm thinking about strategy, I'm thinking about like, should we start doing more, a more consistent newsletter, all these other little things. And week to week, I get more and more refined, but what is helpful as a, as a gut check, so I don't burrow mm-hmm. down too many holes is meeting with different marketers. And there's been content marketers I've met with. There's been, um, you know, even meeting Emil the other day from an SEO mm-hmm. perspective was like kind of around the time where this started. Yeah. And I met with, uh, I think you know of like Corey Haynes. I met with mm-hmm. Corey Haynes like this week. Um, and just all just like networking, getting to know people, helping each other out, asking a couple questions. Hey, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think of that? Um, Ooh, you know, I said one thing and Corey mentioned some articles that I was like, oh, I've never heard that one. Let me go look that one up. So, yeah. so I've been on this little meet a marketer per week tour. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's been kind of fun. I met with Jane from uh, our friend Jane from user yeah. list because yeah. she mentioned having a, uh, using a template as a, as a lead magnet and doing some nurturing and we haven't done that before. So I was like, let me get the, the download on that. Let me get the mm-hmm. details on, do you like doing it? Cause just because they have it on, it doesn't mean it's effective yeah, yeah. or what would you do differently? So I've been having some fun with that. 
That's really cool. So you're basically, you know, doing the doing the marketing lead role, and uh... yeah, and I'm not I'm not looking to like fill those yet. It's just also helpful for, you know, what's next for us. Is it right. do I hire some high powered consultants to do special specific things, um, yeah. or do I uh, look to double down on our content marketing and bring in a new content marketing lead? Um, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. I don't know. So it's uh, letting me have, you know, it, it's pumping the brakes because I think mm-hmm. this is going to be, this is going to really ha- help us and what are we going to layer on top of just SEO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So That's really cool. And I think that that uh, idea of going on a tour and meeting different people, I think that's really good. Like, I think that's actually generalizable advice of if you're unsure of what to do um, and don't really, like you're kind of, yeah, unsure of where to go is just to talk to other people in that space or people that have um, interacted with people in that space before. Um, I know I've done that for a variety of other things, like anything from having your first kid to, you know, starting a business or anything like that. And uh, I've been really helped by that too. So I'm glad that that's working for you. Yeah. And I don't think it comes as particularly a second nature because most of the time you're thinking of a need first, right? And like, Sure, sometimes you're like, oh, how does this work? And you ask a couple people, but really stepping back and not setting a date, right? Like not mm-hmm. setting a forcing function to being like, I need to hire and fill a role. And then it's just like, you know, you're, right. you're, you're going after it with a goal in mind versus like the goal is to explore, right? And right. is to learn and is to not be bound by time and not be down by goals and just be letting yourself... Mm-hmm. explore and be be curious so you when it does come down to making a decision you're you're more armed to mm-hmm. make a better decision yeah yeah and if you ever have a hard time getting people to come out for that just buy them lunch it works every time it's like <laughs> i'll buy you lunch at the restaurant of your choice and uh as long as i get to ask you any question that i like true that usually works pretty good do you buy dessert too i do whatever it takes <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm easy it's all good i'm easy <laughs> but if i pay dessert like i'm I'm hoping for some real good advice you know <laughs> well at least you can kind of slow roll that a bit it's like you can like if this isn't very good you'd be like oh that's it check please <laughs> no dessert for you i have, I have never had that uh, <laughs> i've actually had people that i've taken a few times over again just to you know just hear more about what they think and um yeah, and it's I, f- I find it's really a good way to learn even just you know life uh, like how to do things in life like just you know being a good manager or communicating well um, like there's so much more to learn than just the one thing you're kind of worried about uh, when you're yeah. talking to people. Yeah, you're right. It's so hard to fight that inertia of wanting to move forward because I think mm-hmm. naturally you do, and naturally you want to make a decision. Like I did a tour of I think last year when we were hiring, looking to hire a new, uh, head of customer success. Like I wrote down literally to force myself. I was like, I wanted at least 10 interviews before Mm -hmm. I, so not going to offer anyone, you know, maybe I'll do some follow-up interviews, but 10 different people to force me to explore. Cause I was hungry, right? Like you needed to fill that spot. (laughs) You don't want to go to the grocery store hungry type of thing. And exactly. You don't want to be sitting there with like, three interviews in and this person looked good. Let's just, you know, but the, 
the long-term repercussions of a bad decision oh, yeah. you know, are going to be more painful. Well, it's really like an exploratory and mastery kind of thing, right? Like uh, one of the things that I've tried to aim for when I'm doing that sort of research is basically to listen to people until I hear repetition. So once I've heard the same thing from like five different people that I'm like, okay, that's, that's a pattern. Okay. I can write that mm-hmm. one down. That one's good. And like to hear a bunch of those, or even I do it with podcasts too, you know, I'll listen to a particular um, person on a podcast and I'll listen to them until I know exactly what they're going to say next. And then it's like, okay, I feel like I've captured what they have to offer, you know, time to move on. No, I, I like that too. I have this image in my mind of that type of thing. Cause it's like, I know we've talked about her in the past, but listening to April Dunford, like mm. I love listening to April Dunford. I don't know why it's anytime, even if it's the same story, but getting, getting that crossover, I think of it as mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like anytime I hear a story, it's like still filled with holes. But then if I keep hearing, I'm just like, yeah. you know, expanding the actual coverage right Mm -hmm. or so in my brain that's that's what i see so anyone i could talk to is going to have a different point of view there might be overlap but there's never a chance that like like i know everything that they know it's impossible right right? like so and even if maybe maybe i'm only getting a small sliver of something new but that's okay or it's just double covering something i knew and is reinforcing my confidence in something i knew Mm -hmm. or that i agree in uh, or they have a great backstory about that, that I can just like yeah. aids to building my own instincts. So, yeah. And that's, I think really what it's about, right? It's about tuning your instincts so that when you're in whatever situation you, you kind of have that instinct to turn in the right direction, or you can kind of hear, you can kind of hear that person in your head saying, you know, whatever it is, their line that they always say. And <laughs> like that kind of hints you in the right direction. I, uh, <laughs> I've said this before to my wife and she kind of looked at me funny. So you might too, but you know, there's that, uh, there's that country song about, uh, I hear voices and it's kind of like, you know, my, my parents and my grandparents and whatever, like the things they would tell mm-hmm. me kind of keep coming mm-hmm. back to me. And I feel like that's the way I kind of have it with, um, mentors and people that I've, uh, spent a lot of time, um, learning f- from, um, where you kind of, you get into that situation and you're like, what would this person say? Like, oh yeah, I know exactly what they would say. Okay, you know, that's that's that side of the coin. Good to think about. It's like they're sitting there on your shoulder, just like almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough that you mentioned that because uh, I was talking to uh, another friend of the podcast as well uh, earlier today, Ryan Castillo, mm-hmm. and um, it, we were, we were talking. We were bringing up, you know. Uh, he was basically kind of gave me the like, and then I thought, what would Josh do? And then he said <laughs> assets. And it's like, ah, you and Nate, they keep, and it's like, I don't think I've mentioned assets in a long time, but no, nope. that's hit a chord with everyone. And it's like, <laughs> it comes back and gets, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. But it's, it's funny because I guess I've said it enough that yeah, about building uh, assets and what you can, you know, putting these things together as you're stacking bricks or whatever, but yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Yep, that's what I think of when I think of building something. Like, uh, what would Josh say? He would say, make an asset, make use of it. And you mentioned distribution today first, too. On the idea, the first thing you threw back in my face is, how how am I going to get distribution <laughs> on this idea? <laughs> so something's uh, working. It's something's Hopefully working. it's right. Hopefully I'm teaching you right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so cool. All right. Uh, anything else for you this week? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, just keep plugging away. It's almost Friday, you know, push to the weekend. This has been, uh, it's been a good time. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Nate. I'll talk to you later. See you later. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nate Bosher and Josh is at J logic. If you're a new listener, uh, check out some of our most popular episodes, episode 52, seven years to 22 MRR and zombie startups or episode 30 review sites are a necessary evil and hacks to get around them. Thanks again.